Hi, and welcome to the Actually Biblical Podcast. I'm Leonard Lejean, joined with Tyler Merritt, my youth pastor, and our hyphen leader, James Merritt. We'll be your regulars here on Actually Biblical. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about starting an online ministry, what it means to be getting uh, to start getting involved, uh, even locally, uh, just kicking off your ministry. Uh, we want to make sure that we're trying to educate and empower other Christians to take the gospel and spread it on multimedia platforms. Look, we're, we're all called to participate in the Great Commission, and we want to help you learn how you can start witnessing to people and become a vessel that God can work through. Yeah, you know, my, my thoughts is, you know, Paul says, you know, I become all things to all people. So I believe, you know, that any medium, you know, including podcasts like this can absolutely be used um, to reach, to reach, you know, a lot of people, you know, cause a lot of people, they, yeah. they, they live off this kind of podcast format, you know, and honestly it's, it's really a great way, you know, cause people, you know, they really crave authenticity That's it, man. in this world, you know, yeah. and I feel like that's kind of where like, that's, I, th- I feel like that's part of the reason why podcasts are so popular these days. Like people just getting around, just talking about like whatever, you know, there's like so many podcasts and like, I mean like, like millions people of people, talk, yeah. millions of people yeah. just <clears throat> listening to podcasts talking about whatever you know it could be Seriously. anything people Cucumbers, don't i mean people don't really care what a podcast is about yeah well i mean it's i mean and with podcasts too it, it helps you find a voice that you can get behind and support uh and not always i mean not every podcast out there is obviously about christianity or about about ministry but uh a good majority are right but finding something so, someone out there has a voice and something that you that you support obviously uh, we want to be a voice for uh, spreading the gospel and Jesus name baptism and the holy ghost spreading the holy ghost right uh so i mean it's just a we want to make sure we're doing our part out there i mean there's plenty of other guys out there uh that have podcasts that that do preach truth but we just want to do our part and that's why we're kicking this thing off episode one yeah talking about what what our goals here are for the future and what we what we're wanting to do man like the platform we're on like this podcast like we're talking about podcast the platform for podcasts people really do they just they want connecting points they want points that they can relate to and you know really the this one of the things I wanted to mention was online ministry online I mean if you really look at the words for like for li- the title online like you're on a line internet a net you know what I'm saying like the uh, the web it's all about connectivity yeah. right it's about others. connectivity but really when you talk about ministry ministry is a point from what I could find like Personally, to me, ministry is a connection, a connecting point. That's all it is, like a point of relating through personality and through the word of God and, and connecting all of that together to make a harmony, you know. And that's what ministry is. And really, ministry is more about a position, you know what I'm saying, not about where it's at. When you're in ministry, it's it's at a position you're in. You're not, It's not it like something that we talked about earlier today, your image what you portray, and like you said, becoming all things to all people. Mm-hmm. So, and to me, this is just another way to become something to somebody else. Yeah, we, we touched that in youth class today. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did actually. Yeah, it was more of a afterthought because of what what we we were in Romans fourteen, right, where Paul was really kind of addressing the same thing with the Romans and with the Corinthians. We, we were talking more specifically about not being a stumbling block to your brother. Right to where they would question their faith, or their you know you would mess them up because of your your actions. Uh, 
But that's ministry. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's ministry. Yeah. And I think the advantage to doing what we're doing right here, you know, like 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 doing it online and like by yourself, it's it, it's way more authentic than like you know, doing it on TV yeah. where you have like producers, you yeah. got to deal with a whole broadcasting network. Well, you got to be something. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you got to be something. You, you, really you, you sign contracts saying yeah. uh, where you can't say certain things. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like there's, there's a lot more direct like connectivity with like the audience. You know I mean, like, sure, you can like mail in your questions to a, a TV show, but like it's really not quite the same, you know, like versus, you know, like we can just see your YouTube comments. Or whatever, like it's just so much and easier. Just like I can really right. see and hear what you're thinking and, and saying, and of course, you right. know, in the and of course, you guys can see our response, obviously. But it's really more about like seeing how the audience responds directly to what. That's we're it, doing. man. Yeah. Rather than trying to get like a focus group together, right? <laughs> the yeah. comment section is a focus group. <laughs> right. you know? Literally, yeah, <laughs> literally, literally. But like I was saying before, like the web, like you're saying, connecting points also can be a trap internet web it can be a trap so really when you're creating something like this like an online like i'm not saying it, it is a trap well i mean it, it depends on the content that's that what i mean it depends on the content. like what we're doing <laughs> to me like personally i look at this like making a hole in the net that's why there's so many like like making a hole in those corrupt the corrupt ways you can get caught up in it you know just making a, a way out a connecting point back to yourself, back to relating it to, applying it to myself. That's what a ministry is, just taking what we're putting out there and reflecting, like, wait a minute, you know, taking a moment to hold on, you know, and reflect it back to ourselves and applying it. Because, I mean, that's basically what we're going to be talking about on this podcast, real-life stuff, real-life situations, and how to connect what the Word of God is saying to do and applying it to how we live our lives. Mm -hmm. It's really what we're doing here. That's why it's actually, you know, biblical, you know what I'm saying? Right. And I want to go ahead and, uh, as far as getting connected, I want to talk about getting involved with your local ministry as well, uh, not just online with us, but uh, start with where you're at, right? Because we actually, we talked about this with the the Birch Boys yesterday, whenever we had them teach their first Bible study uh, just last night. Um. And one of the scriptures, I don't remember the exact verse, but I mean, it, it said that they started in the city that they were in. And from there, they grew, the group grew, and they started to uh, disciple and make new disciples uh, further and further away. They continued to spread the gospel. Um, <clears throat> so I want to just take a minute and talk about, you know, personal, uh, talk about what it's like personally being involved in ministry. Why do each of us uh, personally how we got started and you know what what we uh, how, how we got st- yeah well how how it started yeah and connect our relationships and to each other and how that plays in our role in in our ministry yeah i mean you want to take that first yeah one? i'll go ahead like <laughs> when i think going back to the whole ministry conversation kind of connecting it being involved when you're a christian it's your job to encourage that's the whole means of being a christian to encourage, to lift up, to convict literally means to lift up, like to like that's what it means. That's what, so when God convicted in the Bible, He was raising them up. Hey, you can do better. Yeah. You can be better. Mm-hmm. You're better than that. That's what it means. Encourage. So 
In a non-condemning way. In a non-condemning yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah. Watch your tone. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch your tone. We, we don't want to beat up on new converts. Right. No. But here's the deal. Like, that's what being a Christian is about, encouraging. But me personally, when I look, when I look at my like, – when I'm ministering to people, my job is to inspire, take it a whole other step further, to relate and to encourage. That's what inspiring really is. Finding, hey, I'm just like you. I've dealt with this. This is how I got out. Look what God's done through me and for me. This is what the word of your testimony. What God brought me from. The testimony. That's how you connect with people. That's how you minister. It's what it says in the word. But taking it just a step step further and inspiring. There are a lot of people out there who just, I mean, Jordan Jordan Peterson refers to dying as his word. A lot of people are dying for an encouraging word. Literally, it's it's horrible to think about. People, there are tons of people, percentages, numbers of people who are really dying because they they just need something. They need they need a word to say, "Hey, you're an awesome person. You you have so much potential. You can do great things." You know, people don't get that all the time. No, especially whenever you come from a broken home, you're probably not getting that yeah. at all in a lot of cases. I mean, really, it's to be an impact. That's my whole deal. That's my, every time, every day I wake up and I think, how can I be an impact today? How can I touch somebody else's life? That's what ministry is. Not going a day without impacting somebody in some way, form, or fashion, whether it's a five-second conversation or a five-hour conversation. You know, just to be a servant of God to all people and a servant to all. We talked about that in youth class. We did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we did. I mean, that's real life stuff. I, I become, uh, as a Jew, unto the Jews. I become uh, under the law. Under, under the law as unto those that are lawful. Out and the law. those that are without the law, you know, you still want to get Same around thing. those as, uh, those people as well, right? Uh, I, I become all things. Corinthians 9.19. Yeah. Go on, look it up. That's yeah. where it starts. Since we, we're still talking to you, Landon, here, um, what do you think about uh, April 19th coming up? Dude. Youth-led service? I'm so excited. We're, we're about to have our first youth all just completely run oh, by the just, youth. I mean, I'll be up there, and some, some hyphen guys will be up there, but primarily it's all youth 13 to 18. Uh, we're, we're taking over the service. It's so exciting to think about, like, that. It's we're on the brink of it. I mean, we've been pre- preparing for it. I know I, I've been – you know, really trying to stay diligent with God and, you know, not for that, ser- not for the service, but just for my, for ministry and Truman's learning so much mm-hmm. musically wise. Michaela's learning so much. My that sister just, play. you know, playing and stuff, you know, yeah, he can play, you know what I'm saying? And we're, we've really been preparing for this moment for a long time. And I think it's really important that the youth are raised in, in a place where they can be heard. Cause that's a lot of the problem right now. In the world, people are, are not being heard, so they're afraid to speak. Well, as youth pastor at the Rock Church, Justin, I, I wanted to make sure that <laughs> I removed every last excuse from the youth. Make sure you guys didn't have any excuses um, for for not getting involved in ministry. And I mean that in the most loving and nicest way, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, because <laughs> whenever whenever you've never done something before, it can be a little intimidating to get up there and. For I mean, for public speaking, for some people, it's just it seems impossible for some people. Uh, 
getting up there and performing, uh, I mean, leading worship, uh, not everyone can just get up there and just start doing it, right? I mean, the only, I mean, the reason why it's so, it comes as second nature to me, like, me and James is because, I mean, we grew up performing music and you know, we were on the platform since we were able to hold drumsticks. Yeah, we were <laughs> on the platform the second we decided to <laughs> do yeah, band yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, and uh, you know, in a small church like that, we had no choice. Yeah. I mean, it was like, well, I, I was the backup drummer. I was the backup drummer in fifth grade, I think, is whenever I, f- I got the first play on the platform. Mm. It was before I was even in sixth grade and started band. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, once you started band, you, you took over as the drummer. Um, and then I, I, sw- I switched to bass. So you were 11. Yeah, I, I was young. Yeah. <laughs> I was really young. Because we came from a pretty small church. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean. I was eight the first time I got up. When first started, you know, making us look bad. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, well, I mean, in a smaller church too, um, it's even more important for you to get involved. Yes, don't. Golly, yes. You, I mean, in one side of things, you can't be worried about what other people think. I mean, you still want to be respectful to the ministry that you're you're serving and whatnot, right? Getting on, you know, one, a pastor's platform, you want to be respectful. But I mean, you can't be worried about the mistakes you're going to make, and you just just get up there and get started. Because um, whenever your church is smaller, and you can hear your mistakes, man, look, it, it, if they're Christian, they're going to encourage you. They're going to love on you and tell right. you you did a good job. Right. You're going to do great. Your God, yes. God used you. It, it touched me. It helped me. Yes. Um, I, I mean, even if you get up there and I mean, and you just just destroy in a bad way, <laughs> you you butcher a song. We right? got to redo it. <laughs> well, no, I don't know. I mean, people are still going to like, especially elders in your church. They're they're, they're going to be ex- so excited whenever they see a youth yeah. uh, getting involved in ministry, especially at the, at the start of their ministry. So don't be afraid of it. Just jump in and, I mean, talk to the people that you're submitted under, you know, what could I have done better and just work on it, right? Um, or record yourself. If you're a vocalist, work on recording yourself. Find out, you know, I mean, it's, it's just practice, what, workshopping, right? Yeah. And the same thing goes for preaching and public speaking. You can yeah. practice what you're going to say, and you can practice some of the points that you're going to do. But the biggest thing is, you know, let the Holy Ghost move. Let God be that's God it. once that's you get it. into it as well. Those elders look at us. Those I'm telling you, those elders look at it, and what they they don't see us getting up the first time. They don't see the mistakes. What they see is, like the old song, this truth is marching on. Mm-hmm. That's what they see. Yeah. That's why they're going to keep encouraging you. That's why they're going to keep being on you about it. They they get excited whenever they see the the younger generations getting up there and working on ministry and and doing the work of the Lord, and they're gonna do everything they can to support you and and be there for you. So get up there and preach. Gosh, and submit <laughs> to them, please, please submit yeah, to your submit. elders, guys. They they know a little bit more than you do. Woo. They have a little more life experience. Yeah, it's not their first rodeo. <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> I don't know, but. I don't know, ministry. I'm, I'm excited about April 19th, but, I mean, really, the whole idea is, which is what I've talked to you about and Truman and, and James about, really kind of just getting, being up there in a transparency mode almost. Yeah. Like, God can work. God, yeah. God's going to work. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm going like, to make fun of you here real quick. Uh, getting up there and being trying to be transparent whenever you said, I have no expectations. For oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wednesday night. Yeah. It took a minute. I was like, what is 
Whoa. this boy just stay from the Wait. pulpit? <laughs> I don't think he practiced that. No. One. <laughs> I was introduced. So for a little, you just said hold you on. have no preconceived. I notions. have no preconceived. Yeah, whatever. I'm not going to limit God's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I explained it. Okay, I explained it. Okay, <laughs> to defend myself. Okay, so getting off track, guys. I introduced James on a Wednesday night this past Wednesday, and I said, I look. I looked at everybody in the crowd, and I said. I have no expectations. <laughs> and everybody, like, <laughs> I mean, literally, like, part part of the, everybody was laughing. Part of people were really confused. Part of people were like, uh. So then I said, I was like, okay, I need to explain what I mean. So I was like, I have no expectations. I told brother, I was like, I told brother James, I'm not expecting, you know, bad, good, nothing like that. That's what I meant, Okay. <laughs> It was fine, okay? Uh, I've got nothing else to add to that. I got it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> your elders, guys. Look at your, el- your elders and leaders, Scotty. Really encouraging. <laughs> yeah. since, since we're talking about James James preaching now, yes. how, how, how did that go, man? I mean, this is what, your second time preaching now? Yeah. Second or third? Yeah. Yeah, well, well you know, and I was, uh, you know, what you were talking about earlier, I was actually going to add on, you know, to yeah, that, you know, you know, what I preached on, you know, what you're talking about, just like encouraging people, you know, like that's, that's really yeah, our mission. I mean, you know, I preached on first Corinthians chapter 13, you know, uh, pretty much if you don't have love, you, you have, you have nothing, you know, you don't have God. Yeah. You don't. God you're, is love. You don't yeah. have God. If You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like the whole, the whole way in that chapter is, you know, you can speak tongues all you want. You can prophesy all you want. You can, you can have faith that moves mountains. You I can think speak, it's, it said you can speak every language. Yeah, but if you, but if you have, have charity, you, you have nothing, you know. Uh, so you know, I mean, love is everything, you know. And uh, you know, another point I brought out in that that passage, you know, I believe it was, I, I I may or may not have miscounted, but there's like seven times in the Gospels where it ta- where it says that Jesus was moved with compassion, you know, and it's always talking about like like he saw like very clearly that there was like, like with the multitude, you know, and he, and it says like, man, they've been with me for. Three days, they haven't really had anything to eat or drink, you know. So it, it says seven times either, like, the writer is saying that he's moved, Jesus was moved with, with compassion, or it's Jesus himself saying, I am moved with compassion, for they've been with me for three days, and they have nothing to eat or drink. Mm. So it's really a big part of it. The ministry is just seeing people's needs, man. Yeah, that's it. And, you know, you know, certainly not beating them over the head with their faults. <laughs> Yeah, you know, if you've been in truth your entire life, and your parents were in truth, be careful talking to new converts and mm-hmm. making sure you're coming at it with love, and not always tough love too. Sometimes you gotta—I mean, I'm a tough love kind of guy—but you you gotta be careful on how you talk to people who are either backslidden or getting into finally getting into truth for the first time in their life. You, you gotta mix it with a little bit of wisdom before you open your mouth. Yeah, you know, just jumping in here. What you just said is the difference between Bethlehem and Nazareth. Nazareth, from studying, I've, I've realized Nazareth was really in the outcast city. That was where the first of the, the Christians went. You know what I'm saying? Bethlehem, that's where uh, King David was buried. That's where, that's that's the city. You know, that's where the, the multiple generations of being with God lived. Nazareth were the outcasts were worth just getting into, and both those cities needed each other. 
Bethlehem needed the hunger, but Nazareth need Na- Nazareth. Sorry, needed the the commitment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got to take both. You got to hear both sides. You got to mix both. You got to mix both. You got to have one city. I mean, really, just, just ministry is not. It's not. It's it's only like going back. It's only position. It's not where you're at, spiritually or physically. If you're a ministry, your job is, it's not about you, mm-hmm. okay? It doesn't right. matter. I mean, <laughs> if you look at Jacob, he was not a very great person. Like, right now I'm studying Esau and Jacob, yeah. and he really wasn't that great of a person, but he's a patriarch of Israel. He was Israel. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He, Like, Jacob, so it, and it didn't matter where he was, he built an altar. He was he ministered to the to the Lord. That's another part, ministering to God. You minister to other people, but you gotta minister to God too. You know. But like ministry, it's not confined by where you're at. It doesn't mm-hmm. it's not there's no definition about where you're at. It doesn't apply to that. Yeah. It applies to who you are, not what you are. Yeah, or where should, you're it, at. It has to go with you. That's what that's basically it, man. I mean that's it. I mean, with you, like, mm-hmm. love love is a message. Forgiveness, you've preached on and love. I mean, that's really your kind of the reaching out message yeah. that you have. And, yeah. I mean, we all have our own message, but mm-hmm. for you, I, I've noticed it's really you're, you get really detailed and passionate when you're talking about reaching out mm-hmm. and giving somebody a hug and, hey, yeah. it's going to be okay. We're in this together. Yeah, That's your whole deal, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, I mean, people, dude, like, some people don't have good lives, man, period. Like, some people, and us three, we know we can name people off the top of our heads, man. Their family just straight up hates them. Yeah. I mean, if we're just being honest, you know. Or they don't They don't have very many friends. It's hard to see. You know, or if they do have friends, they're like, you know, quote-unquote friends. You know, they take advantage of them. Trash them they they kind of keep them around just for fun, you know, yeah. just to just to have a punching to bag, use. you know. To use. Yeah. But, like, you know, when, when they come to church, man, they just, like – that needs to be like the one place, man. They're just like, there's like, oh man, like I can just, I can just get a hug. Someone can I'm just come. I'm supposed to be here. Yeah, like I'm supposed to be here. You know, it's like you know, if you look at the story of the prodigal son, mm-hmm. when he came back, the father said nothing about his mistakes, where he'd been, what he'd done, and say, boy, I've been worrying about you. Nope. He just he ran to him. It says he was moved with compassion too. So he and he, he ran to him, hugged his neck, said, let's bring out the best robe. Give him a ring. Let's kill the fatted calf. You know it's that just, was ready for him. Yeah, it was ready for him. Yeah, yeah. Man. And then the opposite side of the coin, as you called it, the uh, spirit of the big brother. Oh yeah, <laughs> the big brother, the older brother, the, uh, the older, the older brother spirit. <laughs> Again, older, <clears throat> older. Brother. Going back to the, the, you were just saying the generations of, of Pentecost. Yeah. I mean, Pentecost for us, but for other people, it can be anything. Mm-hmm. But like that slant, that older brother. I think that's very important to keep. Yeah. That older brother. Mm-hmm. Anyway, explain that though. Explain that. Well, I mean, you know, the prodigal comes back. You know, the father is obviously just just happy his son isn't dead. You know, and <laughs> happy his son came back. You know, and and his son was his son already kind of learned the lesson. He's like he's like, no, I'm going to go back and I'm just going to ask my father just make me a servant. You know, because anything is better than being Same. out what he was doing, Bro, which it. was eating with the pigs. <laughs> Yeah. You know, as I'm, mean, he was like, he's like, man, 
father, just, just make me a servant. I just, right. you know, but he's like, nope. That's not how it's going to work. <laughs> Throw a celebration, man, you know. And, and the older brother, you know, he hears of this, and he's kind of ticked off, you know. He's like, he's like, and he asks his father, you know, it's like, why didn't you ever throw me a celebration? This dude just went out, spent all of his money, you know, and the older brother even says like, he, he spent his money, he wasted on harlots, you know. Yep. I mean, not, not, I mean, the, the, no. the prodigal didn't do very good stuff, man. I mean, you know, no one's denying that, but, but the guy learned his lesson. It was very clear when he came back. So like, when, whenever someone comes back, you know, like a backslider walks to your doors and like, and you know, it's like, man, they, they've already learned their lesson. And it's like, you, you don't, you don't need to, you don't need to remind them. Trust me, <laughs> no. you don't. The whole reason why they're in those doors again is because they learn. You know, they they learn. They they realize, man, I I need God. You know, you know. It's like, man, I've I've already I already know what it's like to be out in the world. Done with that. That's why they're back. You know, you don't need to sit there and drive that point extra home. That's it. <laughs> they 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 came to that conclusion without you. They don't. Yeah, they don't. Right. They don't need yeah. you in the mix. They don't need you in the mix. Right. You know. No, we should only be encouraging. Yeah. Encouraging those that. Walking our door for the first time or returning been as well. Been there for years yeah. too. Those have been there for years too, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, I like the way your dad talks about it too, making deposits into people, yeah. you know, encouragements and yeah. building people up because, man, you never know whenever you're going to need to make withdrawal. Yeah. You know, I I might need to lean on Landon one day, mm-hmm. uh, uh, or get an encouragement from him and uh, get a word from him. Mm-hmm. So I, I need to make sure I'm doing everything I can to get the word in him yeah. he he who shows else. mercy obtains mercy that's it yeah. yeah that's all it is man man it's deep stuff bro yeah deep stuff yeah man it's just it's all about just really what we're talking about is the series i mean yeah it really the series we're, <laughs> we're about to start the whole series right the, the yeah. i mean the start of this the first series is going to be called soul winner the entire mm-hmm. point of this is to reach souls reach the lost making sure we're doing it with compassion, compassion, but also at the same time not uh, mm-hmm. compromising truth, right? Yeah. We, we're not compromising yeah. holy, holiness standards. We're not compromising anything else. We want to make sure we're, we're still living right. But at the same time, I mean, there's a world out there that we need to win, and uh, the culture that we're battling against, them, they may not come in day one, pray through, and mm-hmm. it, it, very next day look, look and act like us, right? So we, we want to make sure we're there for people for the entire journey uh, in, in healing their spirit and for them uh, to get baptized in Jesus' name and to get the Holy Ghost. Um, as far as this series, uh, what was the next episode going to be titled? Listen. Listen. Just being able to listen to people and being able to listen to God. Uh but the reason why we chose Soul Winner, right? Uh, if you read in Revelation, it talks about the great outpouring, right? I mean, we, yeah. th- there's going to be a great falling away, mm-hmm. but there's also a great revival that's going to take place. And we want to make sure we do our part in that because we, I mean, you, <laughs> you listen to the news, it, it, it sounds like the end time out there. It's, it's getting pretty wild. Uh, so we want to make sure we're we're able to start reaching people. We we start this this ministry now rather than later on. Uh, you, so. Yeah, and we uh, yeah, because uh, at the end time there's going to be a great harvest to uh, to reap. But you're not going to see a harvest if you're not out there planting seeds. If you're not sowing. If you're not out there in the in the fields working, 
then uh, you're not going to produce anything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, because I, actually I think I said that from the pulpit whenever I preached the first time. The, if you want to, you, if you're asking God for a sign of revival coming, the, the greatest sign that you're going to see that revival is heading your way is that there's people, there's laborers in the field. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that's it, dude. Mm-hmm. People people want the revival, but they don't want to make the decision to have revival. Yeah. It's work. <laughs> it's work, bro. It's, it's work. It's hard stuff. I mean, I mean, really, I'm talking about starting a series, perfect timing, guys. I mean, literally, yeah. perfect timing. Because something we talked about at lunch, or I referenced to, God is really responding right now. Mm-hmm. We're seeing a lot of God's response. I mean, I don't know if anyone's been paying attention. <laughs> a lot of kids dying right now. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of tragedy. A out there. lot of kids dying. And one of the things I prayed about, and I talked to you, yeah. we talked this about uh, this afternoon. Um, I prayed earlier this year. God, what what you, what are you seeing in the ch- what do you see in this world and, and in the church? What do you what are you seeing? And he said, Egypt. He said, I see my people in Egypt. They're not building altars. They're not ready. They're not sowing. They're not separating. I mean, the only way God could tell, this is something I've, I've recently studied, the only way God could tell between Egypt and Israel was the separation between the two. They, Israel literally separated themselves. God asked them to separate because the plagues that he released could not know the difference between the two unless he saw a separation, a defining uniqueness between the two. Well, especially on the, on the last one where they actually put the blood of the lamb on exactly. the door. The, the calling to separate is, is now and to reach and to and to to start sowing. It's it's now because more than ever, I mean, God's responding. I mean, let's talk about Asbury. Y'all want to talk about Asbury? I mean, yeah. come on. Three days before Asbury started was the Grammys. Mm-hmm. We all heard about the Grammys. Yeah. And we talked about this in youth class we last did. week. Uh, you had a disgusting, horrible show of, you know, satanic, sa- worship. satanic worship, like right, right there in front of millions of people and people cheered and it's disgusting. Um, but thank God. I mean, every time Satan shows up and tries to show out, God responds, God responds in a much greater way. <laughs> yeah. Satan got five minutes at the Grammys. <laughs> but God got five weeks God and 50,000 week. <laughs> people. How long did it go for? It was five weeks. Was it five weeks? Five weeks, dude. That's five awesome. weeks. They shut down school there for a while, right? They, like, delayed right. exams and everything. Yeah, but you know one one great sign of of uh, revival is the scoffers, dude. Yeah, I saw so many yeah. Christian YouTube channels talking about, oh no, this ain't revival, and here's why they listed off every reason why, you know, and it's and it's honestly it's kind of some of the YouTube channels that like that they they kind of just don't believe in the power of God to be. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> to be honest with you, they're not Christian. They, they, they're they, not separate. They walk around with the label of Christian, but it, it is such a watered down, contemporary. Yeah. Uh, it's garbage. They're not separated. Yeah. Or yeah, or just 
There, there's yeah, no just, what, whatever it. God they think they serve. There's no power in it. There's no yeah denying the form power thereof, man. Of godliness, a yeah. form, denying form of God. There it is. Yeah. That's what. You, yeah, that's it. You know, it's, that's all it is. We'll try not you know, to preach on that. Getting getting Come caught on. up and getting on, getting. They kind of you know a lot of those YouTube. I'm not going to name any names, but a lot of those YouTube channels I was seeing. You know, man, they're they're so pious in their uh, their yeah. doctrine, their teaching, their uh, denomination or or whichever. Uh, you know, whichever Protestant well. <laughs> leader that came out from that movement, they they love and they just go to their teachings more than <laughs> more rather than the, than Bible. the Word of God, right. reading it for themselves and just letting God direct them. Mm-hmm. That's it, bro. Yeah, personally applying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so if you have revival, there's going to be scoffers. You know, there's there, there's going to be the doubters. There's going to be unbelievers. You know, Satan Satan will do anything. He can to shut down some revival or that's it or, or get us discouraged, nah, man, or keep us from starting. Yeah, or yeah, keep you from starting. But it's just at the end of the day, man, it's all bark, no bite. If it's if it's really the Holy Ghost moving, ain't nothing he nope. can do. Nope. Ain't nothing he can do. I'm so excited about this series. There's so much. I mean, for the per- it's perfect timing, and there's so much we can cover on this because I mean, really, now's the time for such a time as this. That's what it says in Esther. Like yes, we're here. We started this <laughs> for such a time as this. We're starting. We're doing this series for such. I mean, mm-hmm. now is the time. You know, we don't got tomorrow. We don't got. We yeah. really. We don't have you're tomorrow. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. You're. I think it's in Psalms where it says your days are numbered. And I mean, you, but you're not guaranteed tomorrow. You Only don't have God tomorrow. knows what your numbers are. And if you were rebellious and you know acted a fool in your younger days. You've probably knocked a couple years off, so might want to You don't have tomorrow. <laughs> you d- <laughs> yeah. You don't have tomorrow. You had yesterday. You didn't do anything with yesterday. Ooh. Oof. Yikes. I'm just saying, I mean, yesterday is long gone. You can't do anything about yesterday. Yeah. Yep. I mean, really, if you think yesterday comes with pain, tomorrow comes with worry, but now has to come with faith. Yep. And that's applying yourself. Faith is action. That's not something, oh, I believe. <laughs> Do we want to talk I about believe. the difference between the modern use of believe Come and on, the, biblical. the actual biblical on, definition? There's, there's a reason why I chose the, the, pull the name scripture. actually. Please, pull, pull up. up. Pull up. But that's going back to separation. Yeah. That's what it is. That's going back to separation, taking the action. Faith, that's really, faith is a choice, decision, and action, yeah. you know? I'll pull it yeah. up in my Here, blue letter Bible. My, this is probably my favorite scripture to reference for believing, but he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, That's but it. he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Shall so recover. believing is tied to being baptized. It's tied to salvation or baptized in salvation are tied together it's right there action. by the way choice action decision yeah that's it and you know and to get baptized you have to make the decision yeah. yeah you know if he you know um he that believes on me as the scriptures have, have said, said. It. i don't care about the world definition of right believe. What you know this isn't like the polar wrong. express you know <laughs> if you just believe you know <laughs> It's Seeing not. Is I mean, yeah. come on, dude. This isn't. This is not a Disney movie. We live in real life. The Bible has a definition on what believe is, and it yes, is. Sir. And it is not this loose. You know. Oh, Jesus. in my heart, I feel it. In Jesus. My heart. Oh, there it is. I, I confess feel it. you with That's my it. mouth. 
And I believe in my heart that you are the son of God and you've been raised from the dead. (laughs) S-U-S. You still have to, right? I mean, it's part of it. It's part of it, but that's where your faith... That's the decision you're making. Well, yeah. But if that's where your faith ends, you got some work to do. but I, I can explain the Romans 10 thing go, in, go in a little bit. You might as well. But, oh, I, yeah, I guess I might as well. Or is, right. it, is it Romans 8 or is it Romans 10 that says that? Uh, confess with your mouth find it. and believe in your heart. It's either it's either one of those. I can't remember. But 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 I guess I can go ahead and talk about it. Or, you know, like in, or in John chapter 3, you know, for God so loved the world that, he, that whosoever believeth on him. You know, it's like, oh, okay, I just have to believe. But it's like literally earlier in that passage, Jesus talking to, or I mean, the, the whole chapter is Jesus talking to Nicodemus, right? And he tells him earlier in the chapter, you know, verily, verily, I say unto the end, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You know, and of course, in John chapter You're 3, verse about 16. Matthew. No, no, I'm, no. Not in Romans. No, well, I'm talking about John chapter 3 right oh, now. Oh, okay. So I know, I, I'm kind of, I, I jumped, I jumped somewhere jumped. else because I'm trying to okay. talk about other scriptures. That guys, talk about we're, in, we're in John, guys. Yeah, John chapter 3. <laughs> Like I stated before, I started talking about. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you, man. I'm just messing with you. I probably said it really fast. I'll say probably John chapter two. But anyways, anyways. So you know, it's like he that believeth on me should not perish, or whosoever believeth on me should not perish, but have everlasting. Okay, so it says, okay, if you believe, you won't perish, but you have everlasting life. And then it talks earlier, except a man be born again, cannot see the kingdom of God. Or then it says later, except a man be born of water and spirit. Uh, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay, so I have to believe or I have to be born again. Which one is it? It's both. If you believe, you will be born again. That's it. Yeah. But what does believe really mean? Well, it says, be, you know, unless a man is born of water and of spirit, cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So if you, if you truly are a, like a true believer, as the scripture has said it, you will be born of the water. You will be born of the spirit. Do you have that scripture pulled up? We'll talk more about that in a second. Which, how, did, how did it start? Because I'm having a, I was having a hard time finding it. What Romans chapter? Oh, the if you confess with your mouth, if you confess with your mouth, okay. and L- believe in your heart. This is really. I, I'm having issues with my microphone and, and here. Honestly, I can probably find out my. This is really first. just while they're looking. This is basically the Soul Winner series, guys. We're gonna explain stuff about salvation, about the Bible, and applying it, and how you teach people, and how you reach those those others that don't know and those that do. That's it. That's basically it. That's yeah. what the series is going to be about. And, and we'll take time to actually jump into it. And like I, I was trying to find it in my blue letter Bible mm-hmm. as well to where I can actually pull up the Greek. And we we'll, we actually break down uh, what some of the words mean and yeah. what, what we're the original do. writing. That's yeah. it. Yeah. We want to make sure it's clear. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let me read. So this is Romans chapter 10, verse 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So people use that as a, as a way to, you know, they use that for the sinner's prayer, right? You know, like, Jesus, I confess you with my mouth, and I believe in my heart that you were raised from the dead. You know, I'm not trying to make fun of anyone that, like, obviously believes that way. You know, of course, I'm not, I'm not I mean, trying to. a good way to start. I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, mock anyone. Like, if, if, that's, if, if that's all you've ever been shown in the Bible, you know, like, uh, you know, then so be it. But I want to broaden our understanding. So we have a lot of different scriptures that talk about salvation, right? I, John chapter 3, 16, and then, you know, early in the chapter from, like, verse 3 to verse 8, John chapter 3, Mark 16, 16, Acts, you know, the whole Acts chapter 2. There's so many scriptures talking about salvation. Practice but which one's right? Well, the correct answer is they're all right. They're just talking about, but they have, like, different perspectives on it. Because, like, you know, because, like, sometimes when people debate this stuff, like, oh, yeah, well, Acts 2 through 8 says, this. oh, yeah, 
well, Romans 10 and 9 <laughs> says this. You know, it's like you can't put two scriptures against each other. They mean the same thing. They're all looking at the same thing yeah. in a different way. Yeah. That's how we have a better understanding by mm-hmm. these multiple perspectives. Yeah. That's how we're able to see the truth the best. Yeah. You know, it's like if you took this cup, I see this cup differently than what Tyler sees it and than what you see it. Mm-hmm. That's how you get the four gospels. But that's how you, you <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? But that's yeah. how, but that's how you get a whole perspective, mm-hmm. a whole understanding of, of how the cup looks and how it is and what it yeah. is. But yeah, so to talk more about the Romans chapter 10 verse 9 thing and how it does not mean uh, the sinner's prayer. I'm trying to think how I want to start this. So just, just, just keep in mind that there's the tongue aspect and then there's the heart aspect of it, right? You know, if you confess with your mouth, then believe in your heart, right? So there's just keep that in mind, the mouth, tongue aspect of it, and then and then the heart. But in, uh, in Romans chapter 8, I have pulled up here, uh, it says in uh, verse 15 or whatever, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So the word Abba there means it's literally Father in like either archaic or Aramaic. I think it's Aramaic, right? So you got, That's what it was written in, I believe. Yeah, so you got two different languages saying the same thing, Father. That's important. I'll show you why. Because uh, you could, So I know that seems irrelevant at the moment, but it's not. But And then uh, verse 16 says, The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So we cry out the Father when His Spirit bears witness with our spirit. That's so. And then because of that, we got Abba and we got Father saying the same thing in two different languages, right? So I say that to, to if you go to Acts chapter th- Acts chapter two through <laughs> <laughs> my bad through <laughs> you know it says you know that the that the Holy Ghost came upon them and they began to speak with cloven tongues like as a fire the word cloven literally means like separated yeah yeah like like do you you like you you told me about this like what yeah. the, the definition do you remember like the exact definition of it the cloven yeah I don't remember the exact one. Pull it up real quick, but yeah, cool. yeah. Look at like that exact, but that's that's essentially what it means, like separated. separated yeah, so there's there's a distinct. It's talking about the sections. Yeah, like if you look even at a clover, mm-hmm. kind of defining it without the definition, the meaning yeah. of it. But if you look at, at the clover, the mm-hmm. flower, there there's certain its sections. Yeah, you know, that's how a lot of people explain the Trinity. Yeah, but that's when it says cloven, that's what it means. There's sections separated individually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. Yeah, so cloven yeah. tongues, that's so like separated tongues. Oh, he's got it. I, I got it. Oh, okay. Like the yeah, actual read it. Read it. outline of biblical usage, uh, one of them being cleave asunder, cut in pieces, to be divided into opposing parts, yeah. to be at variance and dissension, to distribute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what happens when we cry, Abba, Father, it's really the cloven tongues. You know, so we have like the two separate languages. You know, so really, like Romans 8, 15, and 16, that's really just another description of Speaking in tongues, you know, and of course, uh, and you know, and when, and so going back to the, you know, Romans 10, chapter 9, verse 10, you know, the, the mouth and the tongue, when uh, Peter is preaching, you know, to, to all the Jews that were, you know, look, you know, that were onlookers to the uh, day of Pentecost experience, um, he, so, you know, everyone kind of, re- you know, everyone knows, like, oh, he quoted Joel chapter 2, you know, like that's, that's what people remember, but he also, <laughs> Quotes Psalms chapter sixteen where he yeah. says, uh, "My my tongue was glad and my heart rejoiced." Yeah. He something that seems so like completely irrelevant, but he connects that Psalm six Psalms chapter sixteen to what's happening right there, or or what just happened 
in Acts. Also referring to the joy of the Lord. Yeah. He was bringing both and that all together. Yeah. In that mm-hmm. same moment. He was explain, kind of explaining the moment, what was happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so, so, you, so, so my tongue was glad and my heart rejoiced. That sounds kind of familiar, right? You confess with your mouth, mm-hmm. you know, and you believe in, in your, your heart. heart. Yeah. That's it, man. Yeah. Because when his spirit bears witness with our spirit, there's going to be, there's going to be a, a second harmony. language. Yeah. Mm. Mm. If anyone's got an organ out there, come on, <laughs> go ahead and boot it up right now. <laughs> that high B flat, get that Leslie on. Come on, somebody. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's what it really that's what it really means. To, that's it. To did, you find, did you find that one thing? Which one? Romans eight. And, that's fine. We already did that. We did. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So this is basically, a, in a nutshell, what the Soul Winner series is going to be. I mean, really, I would, I, I personally, I'm excited about. I love talking about this kind of stuff. I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful thing explaining salvation and, and, you know, everything about it. It's basically just talking about the Bible and the whole, the theme of the Bible is what soul winning is. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm really excited about this. But another series I'd, I'd love to get on would be like the different people in the Bible. Yeah. Like doing a separate one on. On like uh, Adam, like a dossier on each one. Yeah, uh, yeah, like and explaining what God was doing and God's purpose and mm-hmm. and very in great detail of, of how He worked and everything. Yeah, on that person, like separate episodes on that. That's what I would like to do personally. Yeah, yeah. Like that. especially. Although I, I, I definitely want to start. Uh, we, we can talk about who we want to start with, but eventually I would like to do the full line all the way down to Noah. That's especially. it. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Obviously, absolutely. Keep going, but I mean, that, that's a big one I want yeah. to do. So much to dig into there. Yeah. So much. But if you have any suggestions, we'll take it right? into consideration. <laughs> yeah. I can't promise we'll do it, but no. Yeah. But in time. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. I think he said like in time. Oh, in, like, I thought in, he said no, in, in time. time. No, not end time. In time. My in bad. time, we'll get to. Pretty much every topic. My bad. Yeah, we'll uh, end man, up talking I'll, about I'll that just, anyway. I'll let Dave Robbins take care of end time, yeah. man. I, I'm sure we'll talk about it. We'll probably we'll talk about we'll, it. We'll end up talking about it. We'll I mean, talk Dave about Robbins You know, I really want to talk about Gen Z's role and all that. And like you're saying, the Great Revival, yeah. all that kind of stuff. That'd be a cool, like, kind of our time deal. You know? Yeah. I know we've talked about something like that. If we do yeah, an end yeah, time yeah. series, something like that, like an our time Our time deal. kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be great. I mean, man. Okay. It's exciting. This podcast is getting me excited, guys. I know. I just love talking about the word, man. Yeah. It's well, it's good to, because I mean, I don't think I've ever heard tongues talked, uh, explained the way you just did it as well. What, like, mm-hmm. especially, like, a lot of times we just we talk about cloven tongues, but a lot, oftentimes it gets kind of skipped over. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. just never dig into what that word meant. Or yeah. uh, man, you you can there there you can. Dig so deep into every you little find thing in the Bible. Everything. Yeah. There's a harmony of the Bible, like the stuff, like the stuff that we've been talking about today. Like Jacob, he was, or man, just the Bible goes so much deeper than so I, much. We, we really, There's it's so much it's harmony. man, and like it, it just like God. recently, you know, I, I've been like, like for like, you know, like the last like couple of months, I'm like really digging into everything, you know, or like like the past two sermons I've taught, man, I really dig into the scriptures that it's I'm that saying. It's, it gives you, it, it's like it's like a whole new world, you know, like as opposed to you know like. Before you know, it's like reading scriptures reading. at face yeah. value at best. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, like it's it opens up a whole. You new know, world I think I think that's into it. I think it's really important. Kind of going back to the example of the cup, I want the best possible twenty twenty vision of this cup. 
right? I want to know the detail of this cup. I want to know where all the little droplets are, where all the the red is and everything. I want the best vision I can get. So I'm going to I'm going to study it. I'm going to find out so my perspective is clear. And I think that's what you're talking about. And that's why the cloven tongues thing probably hasn't been covered. You know, by a lot of people because that's another perspective. Yeah. We find it everywhere. The harmony, the Bible is full of salvational perspective oh, yeah. and everything. I mean, that's the whole thing. Soul winning is the theme of the Bible. Yeah. It's you know, about, that's yeah. all it's about. Main things about. Ma- mainly. So going back to the example, I'm going to study. I'm going to find the best way I can look at this cup and understand this, this perspective of, I have of the cup mm-hmm. so that when I share it with you, you can have a fuller understanding of how the cup looks and what yeah. the cup is for. And then when you share that, and we share that with Tyler, then we can have a whole a whole picture of this cup. But we want the best possible version of how we see it, the 2020 yeah. vision. The same thing with perspective, understanding, digging into it. That's yeah. it. You know, if if y'all want to know how I you know, kind of just like how I understood all that about like like the you know, the Romans 10, Romans 8 thing. You want you want to know how I figured that out? I listened to a podcast. <laughs> I think I, man, I didn't. I didn't find it on my own. You know, I, I was list, I was literally listening to Nathaniel Persons podcast. You know, one of his podcast. I don't remember which one it was, but man, it, it blew me out of the water. Dude. It's it perspective, like, bro. It just, man, yeah, it's perspective. Again, it's all it you is. got Nathaniel Urshan's perspective, and you're sharing it. I mean, it's it's a harmony. And then you went and studied it for yourself. And then too. he studied it. Oh, yeah, and he yeah, applied yeah, his yeah, own yeah. how he saw it. Not just copy and paste. Something. No. no. Well, I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. Or I kind of I kind of explained it almost to the T. How he explained Similar. it. Similar. Well, as long as you went and read it and confirmed it. As oh yeah, no, yeah. I did. No, I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one thing. E- even if it is a trusted source, I mean, go read the word for yeah. yourself. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, it just it makes sense. Like it really does. You know, the way you explain it, because well, you know, scripture interprets scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like sometimes <laughs> when people debate, they're like, "Oh, okay, I got these scriptures. I know I kind of already said this, but oh yeah, I got this scripture. Oh yeah, well I got this scripture. Like, like we're playing oh, like, oh, like this, it's a card game this, or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, like it's comparing like, no, guns. It's like I got this. Oh, but yeah. I got this gun. You yeah. know. It's like, no, nah, man, the Bible is not a weapon. Is not on trial. God is not on trial. Oh, yeah, on trial. We are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we are on right. trial. <laughs> the, word, the, the word says what the word says. You know, Psalms chapter 119 says that he exalts his own word I'm above his name. I mean, it's like that. It's perfect. Yeah. You know, it's like there's nothing greater than you the know, word. That's interesting because Mark Morgan, we were at a youth, I was at a youth conference, and he said, and he talked about that, what you just said, uh, exalting the word above the name. He said, because the word is the sword, mm-hmm. and the name is the stone. Yeah. The name is what knocks down the giant, mm-hmm. but the sword is what slays it and discerns. Ooh. That's it, bro. I, and so I like that. That's Praise it. God. So, I mean, <laughs> seriously, bro. Like, and I heard that, and I mean, it, it just changed everything. So, what you're saying, like, don't weaponize the word. Sure, the, the word of God is a sword, but that it says to discern. Yeah. Not to stab, not to jab, not to let the cut word do somebody else down. Let the word do its job. Let it do yeah. its job. It's sufficient, man. It's sufficient. The Holy Ghost is sufficient. It's, it's perfect and discerning Yeah, to separate understanding. That's mm-hmm. what that word discerning means, yeah. to understand. Yeah. That's a that's a great thing. Yeah. And another way to think about it is like, you know, like the reason why someone has a good reputation or a good name because of their word, you know? Yeah. Like, not like, their you, name. like, yeah. Yeah. Not their name. The yeah. the name is given meaning 
because of the word. Yeah. Like if they're a man of their word, yeah, their yeah, name is going to mean just something. About to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, no, it's like a praise a, God. A definition. Like if you think about it, there's meanings to definition. Def- definition. So when people think of like the words that someone spoke, they think of that name of who spoke it. So it's defining what they spoke. Yeah. It's giving a title to what they spoke. Yeah. So that you know, meaning is like is everlasting. I, I was talking about this with somebody debating about words and what's more solid is definition or meaning. You know, and meaning is 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 I mean what it means. <laughs> How deep you want to go. I mean defining it is based on time and perspective how you see it so the name the, someone's name like god even said i don't care about their name i don't care about their name i want i i want to know how they see this i want to know how they see that i want to know what they think about this what they think about that i don't care their name is so and so that has no value to me i want to see how with the eyes that i form them with that i shape them with how they see this what how their words say. Yeah. That's it. That's it. How how their perspective. Yeah. That's what Paul encouraged with Timothy. I see you got Timothy yeah, pulled I up. Got, but Timothy that's what Paul <laughs> encouraged book. with Timothy. Not because I mean Timothy wasn't really anybody. He wasn't someone who kind of grew up in church. He was just someone that Paul discipled. He took him under his wing. Took him under his wing. And he encouraged if you look at the teachings in Timothy, Paul really and just and, and inspired Timothy to have his own, yeah, his own view yeah. with. I mean, after saying I fought the good fight, no, right yeah, after all that. <laughs> but yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> but he didn't say, teach what I say. He didn't say teach what Peter said. He didn't say, you know, do it this way. He showed him what he showed him how he saw mm-hmm. salvation, how he saw God, how he saw all of that, yeah. and how he reached people. Become all things. We're going to talk about that on the series. Actually, become all things, all people, which was something we talked about earlier. Yeah. And he and he showed Timothy that, and he taught him how to do that. But and but he encouraged and inspired Timothy to have his own way to do it. Yeah, his own ministry. His own ministry. Yeah. I'd love to do a series on on. I, sorry. I think I think in that same chapter he told him to have the the heart or the ministry of evangelist as well. Just I mean, just going out there and preaching the word. That's it. Yeah. I'd love to do a series on the different churches that Paul wrote to, too. Okay. Like, really in-depth on their their we'll issues and, go, you know, that'd be a cool series to do, yeah. too. Yeah, well, I mean, th- these are churches of different cultures. They came from different things. They were delivered man, from awesome different. Too, man. <laughs> they all had their own demons that they had cast Ooh, out yeah. of them. Um, oh, so, uh, yeah, that'd be It's going to get that, ugly, that, but it's going to get real. Yeah. We're not afraid gonna, to talk about I'm it. writing here. it down right um, but to kind of close this out, though, uh, as far as talking about right, uh, I just skipped straight to the point. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> talking about using the sword correctly and making sure we're not just hacking and slashing. Right? This is you want to be precise in mm-hmm. what we're cutting away. Second uh, Timothy, uh, chapter two, and yes, this is my favorite verse and <laughs> my favorite book. Uh, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Yeah. That's a great Bible study, too. I, I love teaching that Bible study. It's beautiful. Uh-huh. <clears throat> great. Well, anyway, that's kind of, a, in a nutshell, what we're doing for the Soul Winner series. I mean, so, I mean, I'm really excited about it. Yep. Just really going in depth about that. And I can, too. Uh, or I, I am, too. Uh, as far as finding us out there, we're going to be on 
I have the Instagram and TikTok account set up. I don't know if I have the YouTube channel made, but it'll be actually biblical. Uh, on Instagram and TikTok, it's one word. You'll find us. Um, actually biblical. And we'll be on YouTube, Spotify. Spotify we'll, for sure. We'll, we'll, we'll Apple Podcasts. We're we'll, going to get out there. We're going to do. We'll post it everywhere. We'll, do that, it. We'll, we'll make it easy for Full you to find Full access, us. guys. Full access. <laughs> Don't want to discriminate. <laughs> yeah, no. We we want to be on every platform. And, <laughs> I mean, what are, the platforms are going to have their own rules. They may not like our message, but we're going to keep preaching it until the good Lord comes. So that's it. All right. Yeah. Until the next episode. God bless, and y'all have a great day. Bye. <laughs> we're cutting that. <laughs> we're cutting the bye.